Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leverage Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day and doing Profit First right. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three Ps, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced Profit First strategies, and we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. All right, so today, a little bit of a special treat. Um, You know I am a huge nerd, so in addition to being a mastery level certified Profit First professional and being a certified financial coach in Dave Ramsey's world, I am also a certified Fix This Next advisor. Uh, So Mike's last book was Fix This Next, and that came out in April of 2020. So if you haven't gotten your hands on that book and you've implemented Profit First, then definitely dive into Fix This Next. It is really great and it will just kind of become a good companion for you to help you uh, navigate the hierarchy of needs in your business. And the first level, the base level, you know, what every business needs, it's sort of like air or oxygen breathing is sales. The next level up in that hierarchy is profit. That third layer or level is order. Then as you continue moving up, the next level is impact and the top level is legacy. So we are going to obviously being Profit First Nation podcast, we're going to focus on that profit level because if you're here, you're wanting to talk all things profit. So um, at the profit level, The company's focus shifts to creating stability. So once you've got sales going and money coming in, now you move up to that profit level and it's about stability. And profit definitely gives you stability. So in this level, our business needs line up pretty closely with our human needs for health, financial stability, and a secure and safe environment. Massive revenue doesn't mean much when you have no profit and no cash reserves and you're drowning in debt. When all five needs in the profit level are satisfied, you are positioned to scale your business without financial collapse. So there are, like we mentioned, five different aspects to the profit level. And the first aspect is debt eradication. So 
in debt eradication, we want to consistently remove debt rather than accumulate it. And so there's a list of questions, and we're going to talk through those questions. I just want to say that profit first is the only way that I know to get you out of debt. So don't be embarrassed if you have debt. Most businesses that have been in business for, you know, six months, a year, two years, three years. I talked to someone in business 26 years who just implemented profit first and they had $60,000 in debt. So, you know, when, when you start this journey, it's okay that you have debt, but you need to like pull your head out of the sand and make sure that you understand that you have debt how much debt you have, and then make it a priority. This is your number one priority in the profit level is to eradicate debt. So like when we present, when I'm presenting, you know, these things and aspects of the debt level, I'm presenting them in the order that you need to attack them. And the first one is debt eradication. So how much debt does your business have? And do any shareholders have debt on the business? So have they made loans to the business that need to be paid back? That is number one, what you should understand about your business, because this is a burden to your business. This is decreasing the valuation of your business when you are carrying debt. And then it's important to also look back and say, okay, how much debt did your business or any shareholders have three months ago, six months ago? nine months ago, 12 months ago. So you can look back and see, okay, are we, are, are, is the debt increasing? Is the debt just not moving at all? Are we just servicing the debt and not paying down principal? Um, so understand what your history has been with debt and where you are at this point by looking back three, six, nine, or 12 months ago. And then how much interest was paid for the debt 24 months ago, 12 months ago, nine months ago, six months ago, three months ago, and currently, all right? So, you know, the interest, that's just servicing your debt. And when you service your debt and you're paying your your interest plus principal payments, that's coming out of your operating expense account. And remember that if you have debt, at the end of each quarter, you're going to take 99% of what's in that profit hold account and you're going to pay it towards your smallest debt. So regardless of principle, we follow the Dave Ramsey snowball method and we pay down the smallest debt first and then we pay down the next smallest debt and so on and so forth. So that is how we eradicate debt. And it's really important during this process that we are not accumulating more debt. Once you eradicate the debt, the bright side is, is that that profit hold account is no longer being used to pay down debt because you've eradicated the debt. So that profit hold account at the end of each quarter, you take 50% as an owner's distribution and then you leave 50% in the business. And you know I recommend putting that in a vault account. And now you're building reserves in your business. Now you're building cash that you can now, I like to say, bank on yourself. So you don't have to get a line of credit. You've got cash in your business to do what you need to do without having to go into debt, all right? 
The second impact is margin health. So, um, you know, there's only two ways to increase profitability. Number one, increase margin, and number two, decrease expenses. So margin health is really that big lever, big, big lever that you can use to increase your profitability. So, you know, do you have healthy profit margins within each of your offerings and do you continually seek ways to improve your margin? So what is your company's overall margin? So that's your gross profit as a percentage of income. That's an easy equation. And then what are the margins for each of your product offering? And what costs are necessary to support the delivery of the offering? And with what frequency are you adjusting your offering or your prices to improve or maintain the margin health? You know, I've talked about this before and I'll talk about it again and I'll talk about it again and I'll talk about it again because you definitely need to have a system in your business. You need to have a date on your calendar at least once a year, maybe twice a year, maybe every quarter, or maybe there's, you know, events that trigger this. But you need to make sure that you are starting the rhythm, the habit, and training your customers from the get-go that your prices increase over time and that they shouldn't be surprised. I have seen especially too many service providers that have been doing the same thing for the same customers for three, four, five years and charging the same prices. And it's not, it's not good. It's not good for either party because to be honest, you know, a lot has changed in the world and in the economy and you cannot do what you were doing at the price you were charging five years ago today. And why this is not a win for anyone is, you know, you sort of, if you're charging someone what you've been charging them for five years, I mean, you sort of start to come to like hate to work on that work because it's like, oh, you know, you might even be losing money on it. So it's really, really important that you really look at things, you peel back layers and you address your margin health. I was going back and forth with someone in the UK and and interesting you know, she definitely in in implementing profit first in her business and pulling her head out of the sand. I'm so proud of her. She is really loving numbers. She's really like getting to understand this. And she's been in business for um, over six years and, you know, just never been profitable. And, you know, over time, she has thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll just increase the quality of my product. Well, when she's increasing the quality of her product, she's increasing the cost of her product at the expense or the consequence of decreasing her margin. So, you know, as she's done this, she has felt like hogtied that she can't increase her prices. So she did try increasing her prices to correlate to the increase in cost and at least try to get back some of the margin that she had been giving away when she increased the quality of her materials and increased the cost of her products. But, you know, she got some pushback. And so she's like, oh, no. But you know what? It didn't stop her. Now she's looking at other ways 
to get that margin back because now she recognizes how important that margin is. So, you know, she's looking at, okay, well, I'm probably over, over, over crazy about my expertise with leather and understanding things. And so she feels confident that she can bring down the cost and and go down to a little bit of a a, a lesser grade leather, but still be the top quality in her price point and have that good margin that she needs. And then she's also looking at um, how free shipping is impacting her as well. She's done a poll with her customers, both uh, in the UK and internationally. And, you know, overwhelmingly people just, they don't care. They, they, they just want free shipping, free shipping, free shipping. So she's figuring out a way of how to handle that um, and the challenges with shipping, you know, kind of domestically within the UK versus shipping internationally to um, her US customers and her other European customers. So, you know, there's a lot of opportunity there. And so margin health is really, really important. All right, moving on to the third opportunity, and that is transaction frequency. Do your clients repeatedly buy from you over alternatives? So, you know, even if you're not selling a commodity good, transaction frequency is applicable to really any business because you could be selling them additional services above and beyond what you're doing. And that would increase your transaction frequency if you're a service business. I mean, obviously it's pretty easy with retail sales and such, but, but really transaction frequency is important. Even with transaction frequency, I would challenge you to also increase the number of items per transaction. So we've talked about the business overhaul that we worked on and her items per transaction were like 1.2, 1.5. And so we wanted to double that and get it up to three. And by getting that items per transaction up, that's going to increase her average transaction sale as well. And then in terms of transaction frequency too, we talked about with her and and I've talked about it with my other retail um, consulting gigs that, you, you know, the, the ticket is probably in subscription sales or getting some way to, you know, having them come back and getting that automatically shipped to them every quarter or once a month. So um, that is some ideas around transaction frequency. But, you know, what you should be asking yourself is what percentage of your clients buy from you repeatedly? If your offering does not inherently create repeating sales, then what avatars buy from you most often? What is the average sales value per client? And what is the value of a client over their lifetime? So you really want to start to understand these numbers and start to put some targets together. It's like, okay, well, here's where we are now and here's where we want to be. So are you at 1.2 items per transaction and you want to get it to three. Well, then let's set that goal and let's let's work towards getting to three. If you are uh, only selling X to someone uh, once a year, then can you sell them X twice a year? Or can you sell them X once a year, but you can also sell them Y two times per year? So really challenge yourself. 
It is so easy, so much easier to add additional services and to continue serving existing customers than having to go out and acquire new customers. So you really want to nurture the people that come across your threshold, um, whether it be online purchases or services or in your store, you really want to nurture them and you want to, you know, make them a customer for life. You want to make them a frequent customer. You know, what can you do? Because you you lose money when you have to go out. You know, they're less profitable when you have to spend money to acquire new customers. And, you know, most of us have to spend money to acquire new customers. So, you know, you will continue to have to bring in new customers, but don't be the burden on just focusing on new customers. What can you do with your existing customers because that's gonna be obviously the more profitable because you're not spending money to acquire them. They're already within your realm. All right, so the second to last is profitable leverage. When debt is used, is it used to generate predictable increased profitability? So, you know, in some cases you may have to borrow money. So what is your ROI on borrowed money in 30 days, 90 days, 120 days? How long on average does it take to achieve this return on investment? And what processes do you use to determine whether a loan is a good investment? So yes, in some cases, um, if you're not quite there on having the money banked in your vault account to be able to bank on yourself and produce your own line of credit, you know, really, really challenge yourself with that return on investment. We always want to know where our target is and make sure that we've got a plan to hit that target. So when we're talking about, you know, the ROI on money borrowed in 30 days, 90 days, or 120 days, that's like, what is the target? So if we borrow $100,000, then we can generate $700,000 in sales over three months, then you need to make sure that you're on a path to, okay, well, how many, how many sales should you have after 15 days, after 30 days, after 45 days, after 60 days, after 75 days, so that you're really tracking that and knowing where you're going, you want to hit $700,000 in sales in that period of time to know that you're getting that return on investment. I think it's so important that, you know, I mean, we talk about this all the time, is the value of reverse engineering your business. And it's really just setting the target and 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 then creating the plan and the steps by backing it up so that you know then how to get there. All right, and for the final aspect on the profit level is cash reserves. So does the business have enough cash reserve to cover all expenses for three months or longer. So, you know, what is the cost of running your business for three months? Do you know that? Do you know how much it costs to run one month of your business? And when we say the cost of running your business, you know, it's a, it's, it's on the leaner side for sure to start because you can start cutting expenses if you have to. So what is the cost of running your business for three months? And then how much do you have in easily accessible cash reserves? And then is the money only used for emergency situations? So, you know, we have 
a few accounts for, you could say, cash reserves in our business. Part of it is in a uh, vault account uh, that we use for, like, strategically, if we need to tap into that as our own line of credit. Um, And then we also have uh, money set aside for um, covering our operating expenses. And then we have um, also a separate money set aside to cover um, payroll expenses as well. So we segment our cash reserves specifically, but um, the place to start in terms of building your cash reserves is one account and having just three months of operating expenses that would include payroll. And those are the different opportunities and impact points across the profit level when it comes to Fix This Next. If you're interested, you can actually take a Fix This Next assessment. And uh, to take that assessment, you will go to https colon forward slash forward slash OC dot fix this next dot com. So it's not a www, it is https colon forward slash forward slash OC dot fix this next dot com. And it will take you to the fix this next website. And then um, you will it doesn't take long. I mean, I think it takes, it's been a while since I, I've taken it, but it, it takes about, um, I'd say 10, 15 minutes max for you um, to complete the assessment and then you will get a copy of the assessment. So don't go to www. It's the HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash OC dot fix this next dot com and you will get that there. We will also have the visual recap available for you at ProfitFirstNation.com under resources. And if it's your first time checking out our resources, when you opt in, you can also provide your cell phone number. And that means every Thursday, you will get the visual recap texted to you so that you can follow along with each new episode and have the reference right there. So thank you so much for joining us. And one final thing, I'm going to say that um, if you'd like to work with a Fix This Next advisor, then uh, you could go to fixthisnext.com and that will also help you sync up with a Fix This Next advisor as well. So thank you so much for joining us and cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friend. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts, and resources are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, accounting, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.